Welcome everybody to another edition of The Neighborhood GM. It's been a minute, but we're back. This time we're going to kind of do something a little bit different. We're going to do a Q&A between ourselves with two different completely opposite topics. Both topics are going to be one for all those Philly fans out there if you guys have seen it. I think it's All or Nothing. That's on Amazon Prime. And we're going to talk a little XFL. That lovely league that just will never go away. Good old Vince McMahon. All right, George, how about we start off with uh, the XFL and that lovely league. Yeah, you, I know that you were watching the XFL for a little bit here, and it's been going on for a few weeks now. So what is your initial feel for that league? I don't think it's going to last very long. Is it going to last longer than the AAF? Yeah, it will. Is it going to last longer than when it first went around? I think it's really going to depend on how they adjust going into the offseason. Now, gut gut reaction, I love the, the point after attempts. That's cool. But the sideline stuff, interviews and locker interviews, that, that's got to go. I don't like that at all by any means. Yeah, so go in, go in depth a little bit more with that. What is that? Uh, so w- what do they do inside the locker room? I remember you telling me that they do interviews inside the locker room. Now, did you hear them doing any type of schemes or anything like that? Oh, you could. So they have reporters literally on the sidelines. So you can hear a defensive. It's, I think no, it's not defensive. It's mainly the uh, offensive coordinators or whoever's doing the plays. You can hear the plays being called. Into the into the game, into the quarterback, and they talk like defensive schemes that the other team is doing at that moment. Like that's just not something that should be known at that because everybody has tape. Everybody can pull that back, and if they know that okay, so this is something that it, for me it, it's taking away the strategy of the game. Yes, I know it's not a word, but it <laughs> takes that it takes the strategic advantage. Of having a different type of defense or offense away from the opposing team. That's what I just don't like. It's that and after, like there was, uh, I forget the guy's name, but he had a, and this was week one, he botched a, like an easy kick and immediately, immediately goes to the sideline and gets interviewed. Like who wants that? Who really wants that? I wouldn't want that being a player. I, it's just, it's awkward. Even seeing the guy's reaction, hearing his response, he's trying to be PC about it, but I just don't like it. Even in the locker rooms, just hearing the coaches talk, hearing the players' reaction, it feels staged. It doesn't feel right at all. It just doesn't feel right. Yeah, I can see that because I know that as a coach or as a GM, I wouldn't want anybody in my locker rooms knowing what we were doing in the locker rooms, you know? So for me, that would feel very, very awkward. But for the casual fan, I don't know, man. Maybe they want to see that. You know what I mean? They they like to be involved. They do. It gives a different perspective. I mean, it's. I mean, when it when it comes to the XFL's first roundabout, the whole sideline interviews as a whole was something that they came up with first. They're the ones who started it. Then the NFL took it after the uh, the XFL folded the first go round. So it's nothing new. It's just to me, it's way more intrusive of how they do it. For me, it's 
just wait a little bit. You even hear more, like during halftime shows, you hear more vul- vulgarities than you would expect. Well, I expected it. I mean, you have guys who are losing and asked a stupid question from a reporter. You get how they truly feel. And sometimes it's not PG-13 out there. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, you, I you, run, you run the chance. You run, you run, definitely run that chance. But there, yeah, I mean, what about ex- kickoffs? <laughs> How do I even explain the kickoff? It's there's a lot of rules when it comes to a true kickoff. It has to go. I think it's ten yards before anybody can run. It's built primarily off of safety, so it's all safety first. So if you're talking about a seamless transition to the NFL, that would be one of the ones to talk about. Because it's all "quote unquote" driven to player safety. I don't like it. I like kickoffs how they are now, but that's just me. I'm old school when it comes to that. I like seeing those collisions. It's just it's maybe not be good being it. It may not be good for the sport, but again, I view kickoffs, punt returns, all of that special team stuff differently. For me, that is, and I played that. I played that aspect when I played football. That collision is what I always look forward to. And it's literally a collision sport at that moment. But that was just Yeah, me. I could see that as a Warriors mentality, you know, wanting to get that action in. Uh, as far as for me, I think that the kickoff, I think it's kind of inevitable that we turn to that, you know. And I don't know. I, I For me, player safety is almost everything for me, you know what I mean? So... I think I think it's a necessary change that the NFL is going to take. I agree. In time, it's going to be it's going to have some type of modification to it. It's just the only the only deal is the NFL won't be able to do that until the XFL folds. Yeah, because they're going to have yeah. some type of patent on it, so it's it's just a matter of time. They can try and do something similar, but it can't be that close to it. Something else I wanted to touch on was the double pass. <laughs> it's. I mean, I think it should be done in the NFL now. Why not? I think it's cool. It's it's different. It's basically a modified flea flicker in a way. If you think yeah. about it, why not have it now? It's just it would it would definitely give a put a lot more excitement into the league. To be honest with you, way more excitement. I mean, you're gonna you the talent level that you're seeing in the XFL as compared to the NFL. It's night and day. It really is. And it's going to be that way. So why not spice it up a little bit and make that legal? It's going to put, it's going to change the defensive complexity a lot. You're going to have a lot, you're going to have to have a lot more speedier guys. Even though we are kind of seeing that right now coming up in the league. But I'm for it. I like it. I don't think it's done enough in the current XFL league, but. There's still a lot of, not a lot of games left, but there's still some games to be played. But uh, what other questions do you got about the league? Uh, who was a, a shining star for the league that you were kind of monitoring? And who do you think is going to be successful in the NFL? Truthfully, I don't think Because I know the media was saying that the, the quarterback, Walker, was pretty solid. Yeah. It, but And that's the one guy I was talking, I was thinking of. It, but none of them have the talent to make it to the league. They really don't. Give it a little bit of time, but that's that's the one, especially defensively. Ugh. 
Defensively, the league is horrible. Just absolutely horrible. Offensively, eh, it's okay. I mean, it's it's an okay league. It's not what I was hoping it was going to be. In the end, I really... My gut tells me it's not going to last. If it does, it's going to be two years, then it's out. Truthfully, I just don't... It's not... It's not so much what they are doing in the actual games, like the rule changes, stuff like that. It's not so much that piece. It's the talent. You have to run the league off of talent. I mean, look look what the NFL does. They have different faces to the league, as they would say. You have to have a face of the XFL. Right now, when I say XFL, who's the first person that comes to mind? Vince McMahon. McMahon. Yeah. <laughs> He's the first person that comes, and that's not how it needs to be. It needs to be a player. You need somebody like that to galvanize and to get that public attention. Right now, they don't have it. Yeah, kind of like how we have, uh, you know, Tom Brady. You think of the NFL, you think of Tom Brady, or you think of J.J. Watt, Drew Brees, you know, things like that. All those big players. I mean, that's what that's what they need. And they don't have that. They don't have that person, that even a team, kind of a team. Their Seattle, their Seattle team is is actually not bad. They probably give the Dolphins a run for their money, but as a whole, no. That's what they need to do. They need to pick somebody who is that quote unquote star, ride the star, make him this huge deal, and I hope it works. Hope it sticks. Do you think that's the only thing that they need in order to stick? Or what other changes do you think that they need? Well, their marketing. They're going to have to come up with something better for the fans. They're, I mean, when you, when you look at their their numbers when it comes to television and, and ticket sales, <clears throat> they had within their first couple of weeks about a 50% drop in viewership. Now, I don't know for sure if that has anything to do with the network's with dropping them or depending on what their contracts were. That that piece, I don't know. All I know is it dropped pretty bad, pretty quickly. But on the flip side, you had pretty good numbers for attendance. Averaging in and around like the high teens to, to, to uh, 2,000 or 20,000. Not bad. Seattle, they're having close to like 30, 35,000 people there. It's not like an NFL game. But it's still pretty damn yeah. good. It's still good. So if they can galvanize that and have more of a bigger fan base going there, have different events, have stuff like that that's going on to bring the families in, to bring to be to make it more family oriented, they'll have a shot. They have they'll have a shot. Then you can build it up <clears throat> once you get the need there. Because right now there really isn't a need. If you think about it, it starts Literally, right after the NFL season is done, a lot of the time people are getting kind of done with football at that point. Because college is done, pro is done, now you're getting into another season of eh, okay football. You gotta spice it up. You gotta make it a little different than everybody else. Yeah, not only that, but I think some people, some fans now are starting to appreciate more of like the draft process, the free agency process and things like that, trying to enjoy the NFL more. 
So, you know, adding more football is kind of redundant in a way, you know? Agreed. I mean, the draft is a huge thing now. It's 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 massive. Yep. For whatever city it's in, after, what, three or four years ago? Maybe, actually, no, longer than that. For a good ten years now, it's been, like, there's draft parties because of it. That's what they need. Something like that. I just don't see there ever really being a true competitor. Unless the NFL does something super stupid and then they lose viewership for that, then that's a whole nother story. But Hey look, look, if we can if we can survive the Colin Kaepernick thing, then we can survive anything. I didn't think it was really that bad, but yeah, I get your point. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I mean it would, it would be worse if cheating came out like a legit you guys for sure cheated. Like if you like had the Astros, see that I, that's a whole nother deal. We won't get into that one. I don't think what they did was <laughs> cheating. I don't think what they did was cheating. What every every team does the same damn thing. Every team oh does my it. God, every team does that. That's what I'm saying. We're not getting into it right now because every team does it. They just got <laughs> caught. They just got caught. Every team does it. Anyways, no, I'm saying that if you have the golden boy Tom Brady. On camera, get caught cheating, beating his wife, beating his kids. That's going to be a bad spot in the league. Stuff like I that. See that. That will basically be like Golden Boy did this, and there's footage. <laughs> that's what I'm. That's something that'll damage the league. Or you have Roger Goodell going out and do something stupid like that. We already had an owner get caught having, or basically get caught on camera. Having sex with prostitutes, nothing happened, aka Robert Kraft. <laughs> so go that didn't hurt the league. That but that's what I'm saying. Anyways. Money can make a lot of things disappear, my friend. And so does the media too, especially when they don't want to roll it. Yeah. That's the other aspect. But anyways, on to the next topic. Because we spent way too long talking about Astros and all that fun stuff. So tell me, what is up with this all or nothing deal? So All or Nothing is a show on Amazon Prime, and it goes through the entire season for one football team Ew. or one sports team because there has been a rugby team, a soccer team, and things like that. There has? Now- Rugby? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I didn't know, I didn't know that. I knew the Cowboys That's did. where we got Jordan Mailaitai from. Oh. The same, that same rugby team that was covered. But anyway, that's just a fun tidbit. But I didn't know that. Uh, Fun fact of the day. Yeah, so so they started off the season, you know, just as you would expect. Everybody optimistic and things like that. And uh, a bunch of player interviews. Now, one weird thing is that we did not see Howie Roseman. We did not see Doug Peterson. We did not see any of the coaches do interviews. And one main odd. reason is because they did not consent to doing the show. The Eagles organization did not want to do the show at all, but they were mandated by the NFL to do it because no other teams wanted to. <laughs> Who the hell would want to do it? But I get it. I get it. Well, because, you know, why would you? You know? I, why would you want anybody in your locker room and things like that? You know? Well, it goes but, back to what uh, we were talking about with the it was super. It was super, super interesting to see, you know, the dynamic between the team and everyone. And it was uh, interesting to see that whole situation with Orlando Skandrick go down 
Because explain, explain. Well, as soon as he was cut, he went on and did Undisputed with oh, Shannon yeah. and Skip, and like the next day started blowing up the team. But in All or Nothing, they saw behind the scenes where every single player just shut it down. And then all of a sudden you heard absolutely nothing about it. It was super, yeah, it was super weird. It was more or less just saying Jenkins, Jenkins just saying, I care about the people in our locker room and that's it. And then not another word. Seriously? Not another word. And it was, another interesting part was watching every, every injury happen and how the team responded. They were not worried. And I think it's just, you know, without actually hearing from from Dougie P, we saw his leadership in full effect with the entire team. It's truly a next man up mentality, and it was it was almost poetic to watch, dude. So if you haven't caught it yet, you should probably watch it. So, question. Now, at least what's your feel? So with what you're kind of saying when it comes to the... Uh, um, next man up type of mentality I want uh, let me rephrase that not so much the next man up but uh how do I word this right when it comes to the team do you feel as though it affected the team with them being there is that why we started off so shitty well we started off perspective we we started off pretty well well then we had all the injuries yeah, and then we had all the injuries. I just think it took some adjusting, to be honest with you. And then, you know, we started we started losing a lot, but then we went 4-0 on the stretch. Now, seeing everybody, you know, start getting around uh, Carson Wentz and truly believing that Carson was the guy, that was what what truly set off the show in my in my mind because he started doing all these things with Perkins with Greg Ward, you know, with uh, Robert Davis and things like that, where where everybody in the in the locker room started saying, "Yeah, no, nah, he's he's that dude," you know, and he's going to lead us over to the promised land. Now they did show the last, you know, the last game, which was the first game of of the postseason and uh, the playoffs, and he went down, and then and then it was just Josh McCown. It was Josh McCown's show at that point. The guy is so fiery and so passionate. He started crying at the end of the show, man. Like saying that he was so sorry he couldn't win that game for us. He also had a torn hammy. <laughs> Which they didn't even say. No, yeah. That didn't come out so well afterwards. Yeah, they didn't say. They didn't it wasn't even mentioned at all. So there was there was a, obviously a few things that weren't mentioned that which is understandable. Like cutting people and things like that, because we saw with with the Dallas Cowboys when they were a part of All or Nothing, they they had Jerry Jones cutting people. Where here, yes. Howie Roseman did not even come show up on the show. Well, and I think that that's a different perspective too. Is the fact that you have somebody who's all about the limelight, and then you have somebody who's not all about it, who didn't want them there to begin with. Jerry Jones wanted that. He loves that attention. Yep. Yep, and he also thought he was going to win the Super Bowl that year too. So, man, they say that every is. year. They say that every year. 
Give me yeah. a break. Give me a break. Anyways, yeah, but but the show the show was awesome, man. I loved it. You know, I liked watching it. I binge watched it in one day. You know, and to me, it, it cemented the fact that I knew what I was talking about with the Eagles. You know, and I knew the direction that the Eagles were going in, and and I know that this team is in good hands with Dougie P. And it just kind of it kind of reassured me that Doug Peterson is our coach for the foreseeable future. What about Wentz? Carson is that guy, dude. I mean, we see it on the field. I don't understand why anybody would ever say that he didn't have leadership abilities where everybody was just gravitating towards his leadership at the end. I I don't understand. I think the I think Skip Bayless and the you know cowboy media wanna hype up Carson Wentz to be this bad dude when he's not. What about Alshon? Alshon's he, gone. You really think so? He wasn't a part of the show at all. And when all that stuff came out with the with him being suspect suspected to be the leak and things like that. Mm-hmm. Nothing. Not what one peep from him. On the show, he wasn't even in shots, man. Like he, when he was catching balls, they would catch, they would see him catch like a third down ball, and then nothing, no reaction. That's so odd. I feel like uh, I'm not to watch it, but it feels like they were picking and choosing. I feel like they learned from the Cowboy season, and they didn't want to make the same mistake or do the same deal, so. They left out a lot, or they didn't include a lot. Makes sense? Yeah. I mean, what show isn't going to do that, though? You know what I mean? Yeah, especially in today's day and age. There's always everything. a narrative. Yeah, no, I know. And there's always a narrative, too, that goes along with it. I get it. I just feel like from the way yeah, you... Yeah, and then, you know, they had the Miles Sanders things, the Bart, the Bart Scott. You know, they had to hype them up, too, and things like that. So it's just a lot of things that were left out, too. Oh, uh, Fletcher Cox and Brandon Graham are absolute monsters, and they belong on TV whenever they're done with football because <laughs> they are hilarious. Personalities, I bet. I can see that with Cox. Oh, yeah. They, they are solid people, dude. <laughs> well, overall, just I think I might have mentioned this before. I'm just – I'm heartbroken because I really think that it played a factor do you think that camera crew being there really potentially caused a little bit of a rift during the year? I don't think so because it was just a lot of individual – it was a lot of individual uh, interviews that were taking place outside of the locker room and then no coaches were interviewed, obviously. So And they wouldn't even take like partial interviews on the sidelines or anything like that. And it was a lot of interviews that were taken – at the homes of players. Oh. So, to me, I don't think it really played a factor at all. Fair enough. Okay. There was one scene where you had a mic'd up coach, and it was Dougie P going at it. He was not happy. And he was yelling at him, telling him that they should be embarrassed and everything. It was, I think it was after the Dallas game, actually. And he he was not a happy camper, but... To know that at least Doug can be that you don't you know, hear that at all is, is efficient is sufficient for me. And you don't hear that. You don't hear that ever come out of his mouth when it comes to the public. He mm-hmm. never says that. Mm-hmm. And the fact that it came out during that, but you don't ever really hear it. That's very, um, 
what's it called? That is very reassuring. Oh yeah, oh yeah, because you know you know Andy Reid was like a nice guy, dude. But then all of a sudden, you know, he had he had his moments. <coughs> true, that is very true. Anything else you want to add to it? Because we're running, we're running no, a little man, long you, in this one. If you haven't seen the show, go ahead and you know pop into Amazon Prime and watch it. It's pretty solid. I'm Maybe you'll to, become actually. an Eagles fan. <laughs> <laughs> you just gotta watch us or watch the team play, and you'll become a fan just because of that. Anyways, on that last note, we'll catch you guys on the next one. Have a good one.